Hi you guys and welcome back to Crime Confidential. We've been off for a little while but now we're back in full swing. Um, it's been a busy couple months for us but now we are going to be posting on a consistent basis every Thursday. So join us for all your favorite crime and some that you may not even heard of. Today's case is going to have yourself asking, is this an accident or is this a cover-up? And to be honest with you, to this day, I cannot answer that question 100%. Um, there's just not enough. I don't know. This case has me racking my brain and um, I am just completely lost on what the real answer is. Um, today we're talking about the mysterious death of Kendrick Johnson. On January 10th, 2013, 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson did not return home from school. The next day, his body was found in a very unusual circumstance. He was upside down, rolled up in a school gym mat at his high school in, Val in Valsota, Georgia. The mat that Kendrick was found in was standing in an upright position in the corner of the gym. His sock-covered feet were sticking out of the top. The authorities quickly ruled Kendrick's death an accident, saying that the teen fell into the mat while trying to retrieve a gym shoe and became stuck. However, the family was immediately suspicious of this death um, explanation and was wondering if foul play was involved. If you are saying that why would he be retrieving shoes from a mat, apparently it was a common thing for these kids to hide their shoes or clothes or whatever they may need in a mat so that they didn't have to pay for a locker. Um, so that's why that was the conclusion that was come to. Um, the initial autopsy revealed that Kendrick died due to positional asphyxiation, or in other words, that he suffocated as a result from being upside down. So this initially supports the accidental death that he fell into the mat and died. Um, when the mat was unrolled upon the discovery of Kendrick, he had one arm stretched above his head and the other by his side. Um, students also told authorities that they would often leave their belongings, as I said, um, in the mats so that they didn't have to pay for a locker to store them. Um, so with his arm being above his head and his other arm by his side, it essentially looked like he was reaching for something. Um, cause when we reach for something, we essentially put our, you know, arm above our head. That's how we get stuff. So that's what it essentially looked like from the first look. Students um, told authorities that, you know, they would do that frequently, and that's kind of how the authorities came to the conclusion that he was reaching for a shoe, um, and that's how he had died. The mat in which Kendrick was found was six feet tall. When rolled up, the mat's center left a 14-inch hole. Kendrick's shoulders measured 19 inches across. So this would start the first kind of argument that he was rolled in the mat as opposed to falling in the mat. Um, his parents argued that the size of the mat versus the size of Kendrick's shoulders debunked that he fell into that. Because how is a 19-inch across kid going to fall into a hole that's only 14 inches across? 
So essentially, they do kind of have some room for argument there because that is something that is not explained how that happened. I mean, even if you wiggle around, it's essentially still hard to make up five inches of difference. Um, I mean, think about, you know, a pair of jeans that are five inches smaller than what you wear it's, it's hard to wiggle into them. Like, it's not going to happen. So, essentially, that is um, a good comparison as to what the parents were arguing in this case. That, you know, even with Kendrick wiggling around, there's still no way for him to fall completely into the mat if it's 14 inches in the center. Something else that stuck out upon review was that um, there was blood found. Kendrick was upside down for a whole day before being found, and normally when an individual is upside down for that long, the blood rushes to your head and you begin to bleed out of the facial features, so like your eyes, your nose, your, and your mouth. Um, however, there was a pile of blood found with the shoe that Kendrick was reaching for on top, but there was no blood on the shoe itself. So many ask, how could the blood drain out of Kendrick's face? And drain all around the shoe, but nothing get on the shoe. Um, and that, to me, is kind of a red flag. Because if he, if they're saying that he bled out because he was upside down, it's going to hit anything that's on that ground. It's not just going to go around the shoe. It's going to go on the shoe and around the shoe. So that is a major red flag to me. A hoodie and a pair of orange and black gym shoes were found lying on the gym floor, and traces of blood were found on a wall nearby. However, investigators revealed that the blood wasn't Kendrick's, and it had been there for a long time. The shoe and hoodie were not collected for evidence. The school provided police with surveillance camera footage which showed Kendrick walking into the gym around 1.30 p.m., no one at this point is following Kendrick, and no one else walks in for another three minutes. The parents of Kendrick were unhappy at the start of the investigation. First, it only took off it only took the officers twenty four hours to rule the death an accident. Second, Georgia law dictates that the coroner be contacted immediately on the discovery of a body. But Bill Watson, the coroner, claims that he was contacted six hours later. Kendrick's parents also argued that if he was stuck in the mat, how did no one hear him yell for help? Um, we know, number one, that in any kind of death investigation, unless there is like an obvious sign that something happened... 24 hours is very brief to determine that something was an accident, especially an accident of this sort. I don't know how in 24-hour period they determined so quickly that this kid just fell into this mat. Um, it would take me way longer than that to determine this. Um, I'd have to look at a lot of other different factors. Um, so for them to just say, case closed, he fell into the mat within 24 hours to me is a little rushed. Um, also, if they waited six hours to call the coroner, that again to me is another red flag because Kendrick was in this mat for a day, a full day before they discovered him. If you wait six more hours to call a coroner, like, why? 
you know, that is my main question. Why are you waiting this long? What took the so long? Um, essentially, a coroner is one of the first people you call. And so for you to wait six hours, it does seem a little sketchy, like you're trying to cover something up. And then I agree that um, essentially if he was stuck in the mat, why did nobody hear him or see him? Um, there were people, you know, on video in the gym after Kendrick went in the gym. Um, so essentially it is very questionable to me that he got stuck in this mat. Nobody heard him yell. Nobody saw him. That's kind of just really, really a big question mark for me. Um, and I don't really like it, honestly. Many people believe that Kendrick's case was not taken seriously, and that's why it was just so open and closed so quickly, um, due to his race. Kendrick was a black teenager, and all the investigators were white. Um, there has been several instances of racism in Valsoda, and in 2013, it was apparently still alive and happening. Um, we don't know that for a fact. That is a lot of hearsay, and obviously, if you don't live there, you don't know, but that it does seem to be a frequent thing that is reoccurring in this case, is that they don't think it was taken seriously because of the racial differences. Um, in order to gain attention for this case, however, his parents released a photo. It was pictured on a blog of Kendrick in the funeral home. Um, his face is extremely swollen, and it is not recognizable at all. I will not put this picture on the on my blog um, because it is very disturbing to me, and I don't think that I want to post that. Um, if you want to see it, you can buy certain Google it, find it, but I'm not going to post it. Um, his face was very swollen. Um, he was not recognizable at all, and the parents were actually very shocked when they saw, you know, him in the state, um, as any parent would be. The public was immediately horrified when this picture was released, and it brought attention to the case immediately. So essentially, that's what the parents wanted to do, because they felt like they did not have enough, like, outcry for justice in this case, so releasing this photo gave them that outcry, and I mean, we all know how social media takes off and goes crazy. We just saw it in Gabby Petito's case, um, so that is essentially what the parents were hoping for, is that people would draw attention to this case and somebody would actually look at this case. Um, I have read that some people are explaining the swelling as a result from the initial autopsy and embalming process. Apparently, um, in some cases in embalming, there can be swelling, there can be facial swelling. I am not too familiar with that process to know if that's a yes or a no. Um, I mean, I know I've been to funeral homes and no one that I've ever been to a funeral home before for has looked like that. Um, but I don't know. I am not a autopsy specialist, so I can't tell you. I just know that that's what some of the explanation is online that you see. Um, another explanation that people have thrown out there is that the swelling could be from how Kendrick was positioned upside down and the blood ran to his head essentially and that's what caused the swelling. Um, but in other, in other words, he did, definitely did not look like himself. It was definitely a 
um, you know, red flag that he looked like this, and it was something that caught the attention on the case, which is what was needed. Kendrick's family then decided to obtain their own autopsy in June. Um, this was performed by William R. Anderson with Forensic Dimensions in Florida. Kendrick's body was resumed and... The family was shocked to learn that Kendrick's organs were removed and replaced with newspaper. So he had no organs in his body. Um, it was all newspaper. However, this was clarified that this is a process that some funeral homes do. Um, when the funeral home receives the body, the organs are too decomposed. So newspaper is used to fill the body um, and the organs are disposed of. And I guess this is... Um, something that they do to kind of save on money, which to me is just weird. I don't know why this is even a thing. I don't know why this isn't illegal, but essentially it is not. And so some funeral homes still do. Um, at first when they said this, I was like, what the heck? Who would take this kid's organs out and replace them with a newspaper? But after learning that funeral homes do this, I don't find it as suspicious. I just think it's weird, and I think that should be illegal for sure. Um, but I do feel like the family should have been notified of this practice. Like, hey, you know, we do this, and this this may show up later on. Like, wouldn't that cover your tracks a little bit? But that's just my opinion. I, whatever. Um, I just feel like I'd be alarmed, too, if my loved one's body, you know, was exhumed and looked at and I found a whole bunch of newspaper without knowing. So I feel like that should be a notification if that's going to continue, which I don't think it should continue, but I don't make the laws. The second autopsy was conducted and the findings indicated blunt force trauma to the right neck and soft tissue and suggested that the death was actually not an accident. A 2 to 3 centimeter bruise was on the neck, which is the indicator of the blunt force trauma. Another piece of evidence that came quickly into question was the surveillance footage. So I told you earlier that the high school gave surveillance footage to the investigators when they started investigating. However, the cameras actually skipped around a bit. There were never any footage of Kendrick near the mats. Um, and also, an hour of the footage from the gym itself was missing right around the time authorities believed the incident occurred. And if you are a true crime lover, you know just as well as I do that anytime there's missing footage, our red flag minds go up and they're like, what the heck? So, this was very odd and very suspicious. Um, they... The whole explanation for this was that the security cameras were not synchronized together and that that's the explanation of the skipping. However, there is no clear explanation for why there's an hour missing in the gym. So to me, it's like, okay, let's start talking to people and figure out how this happened because to me, I mean, even recording this podcast, if I want to delete a section... I'm still going to have the before and the after. On this film, they still had the before and they still had the after, but they didn't have the middle section. So to me, this shows signs of tampering possibly, and it's definitely a red flag for questioning. As in any unsolved death, there has been um, some theories floating around 
And the biggest theory that has floated around is that two classmates are responsible for the death of Kendrick. Um, Many say that because their family is in the law enforcement that the murder has been covered up. Um, And the reason that this theory gained so much attention is because Kendrick actually got into a fight with one of the boys. Um, But that was found to be a year earlier and everything seemed okay. Um, but we don't ever know. Um, we These boys are definitely innocent right now. They've not been tried for anything. So in our nation, innocent until proven guilty. Um, but that is definitely a theory that has been tossed out there because there was a well-known altercation between Kendrick and these um, boys that are in his class. In 2014, a man came forward claiming that he was present when two people admitted to killing Kendrick, um, but this la- this man later recanted and admitted that he fabricated the whole story um, and that the two people that he said did not actually even exist. In 2015, Kendrick's family filed a civil lawsuit against 38 people, including some of the classmates, the schools, the crime labs, the state and federal officials, and several others. This theory was based on the fact that one of the classmates who has the family um, in law enforcement killed Kendrick and covered it up. However, since there were no clear evidence of this, the Johnsons eventually had to drop their case. In June of 2016, the Department of Justice announced no charges would be filed in Kendrick's death. Um, And then again in June of 2018, Kendrick's body was exhumed for a second time, and a third autopsy was performed. The findings of the second autopsy that Johnson's death was not accidental and caused by blunt force trauma, likely being due to struck in the neck, were confirmed. So, now we have autopsy number two, and autopsy number three saying that Kendrick died from blunt force trauma by being struck in the neck. And they actually even said that they suspected that a dumbbell was used, um, which if he was in the gym, that would kind of make sense because you would have dumbbells on hand. So this, of course, gained even more attention because now you have not only one person, but two people claiming that this is how Kendrick died. So this was hopefully a shot in the right direction for the families. Um, This was hopefully a push to get Kendrick's case reinvestigated and reopening. Um, And finally, in 2021, Kendrick's case was reopened. But according to Lodes County Sheriff Ashley Polk, if there are any questions and they are legitimate, I need to know the answers myself. So she reopened the case and looked back into it. However, in 2022, there was disappointment yet again because the case was closed again. The sheriff stated that there was no crime committed and no evidence of a crime committed. Since this conclusion, Kendrick's parents have continued to fight for justice. They still feel like their son was murdered, and they still feel like there was wrongdoing in this case. Kendrick's parents still believe that there was a cover-up going on and even called um, several law enforcement a liar. Um, Sherry, Sheriff Ashley Polk, in response to the parents, put up a $500,000 reward for anybody who may have information leading to a conviction. 
Um, this case for me is one that is extremely sad. Um, I think it is very sad and very tragic that this kid lost his life um, so early. Um, this is not a case that I can give you a definite answer on. Um, I don't, I cannot say that he accidentally died that day, um, but I cannot say that he didn't either because there's just not a lot of significant evidence, and I blame this partially on the investigation being closed so quickly. Um, within 24 hours, you know, we're done, we know what he died from, and it's over. And so there was probably a whole lot of evidence missed. Um, as we talked about, the clothing, the shoe, and the hoodie was not collected as evidence. Um, and that could have been a case opener for it. So I think that this case was very mishandled, and I think that's why we don't have the answers that we need. Um, I can honestly say that there are a lot of red flags in this case for me to close it and say it's accidental. Um, my main, my main problem is the missing footage. Um, there is a whole hour at the exact time that this situation occurred that has just vanished into thin air. Um, I, I know some about technology and I know that cameras don't just start and stop for an exact time frame. So the fact that, you know, this camera was running fine and then it stopped for an hour and then was running fine again is a big red flag to me. Um, if you have malfunctions, you have loss of internet connection, that kind of thing, the camera just stops. Um, or it's going to skip, or it's going to be spotty. It's not going to have a whole section taking out of it and just gone. Um, so I think that that is the biggest red flag for me in this case. I don't like that. It doesn't sit well with me. And I feel like it just essentially really opens my mind up to that maybe this wasn't an accident. Another thing that I am not too keen on is that there were people in the gym when Kendrick was in this mat, supposedly. Um, you and I both know, because if you're a child, you hang your head over the side of the bed or whatever, you're not going to die immediately from blood rushing to your head. Um, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys played that game where, oh, let's see how long I can, you know, how long I can stay like this, but I know I did that with my sister, and so the fact of the matter that there were people in this gym literally three minutes after Kendrick walked in, it, it's, it's odd that there were people in the gym three minutes after he walked in, yet no one saw him go on that mat, no one heard him yell and scream, and he did not die on, he did not die immediately, so he was in that mat, um, alive and could ha and had the ability to scream and yet nobody heard that. So I find that very odd as well. I also find it very odd that two of the three autopsies ruled blunt force trauma as a death. Um, and the only one that was different was the, you know, the police one, the state one. Um, and that one just so happened to fit its case. 
So there's a lot of very big inconsistencies with me. And I hope that one day we can find out the true story of what happened to Kendrick. Um, I hope that getting his story out again um, with this podcast helps his family stay in the spotlight. Because we know as crime lovers that if we want something solved, we have to keep it relevant. Um, which is why I wanted to do this case. Um, it was a big reason why I wanted to do this case because there's so many inconsistencies and so many questions that are still open about this case um, and the death of the 17-year-old kid. And so I'm hoping that with my podcast and other podcasts and letting you guys know about it, that we can get this case still out and still relevant and hopefully bring the family some closure and some answers. So, I will let you guys determine what you think is the actual answer to this case, um, but I wholeheartedly feel like there's still some investigation to do. I feel like that this case is not a cut and dry one. Um, it is not an op open and shut one. There are some questions that need to be answered, and there are some parents that need to know the truth. So, if you know anything at all about the death of Kendrick Johnson. There is a $500,000 reward that leads to any conviction. Um, you can contact the FBI directly. Um, you can contact the state of Georgia, and there are several pages as well that you can contact for tips. So if you know anything, if you can help this family in any way, please do, and I will see you guys next week.